Welcome to For What It's Worth. I'm a horrible person. You'd leave stuff laying around? An introduction to and exploration of the furry fandom. No, no, you can't do that because I seriously think of Five Nights at Fred Meyer every time someone says that. Is the show becoming too difficult to listen to? Don't worry, we've added funky mode. Well, we have a choice here. Yeah, tell them what our choice is. What are the choices? Limbago in Idaho. What the hell? Listen to the show without fear and be the beginner you are. Just turn on funky mode. There are certain women I just want to bitch slap. (laughs) (laughs) So in summary, people are awful. (laughs) It's it's kind of true. More details coming soon from the old modes, Rue and Tugs. Welcome to For What It's Worth, Season 7, Episode 8. We're here today to talk about random shit. (laughs) Yes, random shit. So if you're not interested in random shit, please feel free to shut off the episode now and skip to another one. You have been warned. So, hi, this is Rue, and this is my esteemed, lovely host, Mr. Tugs. How are you? I'm tired. Tired? Why are you tired? Because we're recording, like, super early. I don't know, super early than normal? Yeah. Yes, but before we get too far into this, I just want to remind everyone that this episode is sponsored by Ferdinand's Fertilizer. That's right, Ferdinand's Fertilizer. It's bullshit. Get that manure right out. Anyways, how is Mr. Tugs doing today? What has he been uh, up going to? Going mental. I have been running around town a lot. I have. Uh, I had this whole neat list, as usual, that just completely left my head. Uh, waking up, drinking orange cream water, and yeah, I uh, I don't have a whole lot right now. What have I been up to besides, uh, well, I mean, Chu stayed with me for a while after FC. And Give us your FC report. How amazing I was it? I already did that. I guess we didn't, huh? FC, no, FC was okay. It's it, it slid a little bit in registration, but there was only like 100 attendees different, so that was good. And... Oh, yeah, and the other thing is that, of course, Tide Pods are all the rage right now. Oh, my gosh. Fuck those Tide Pods. I love that this meme is a meme. I just... Why? Why do you love it so much? I don't understand it. I agree. I think it's great. It's great because it's so dumb. This is is Click, our our lovely um, guest that's going to be here today. Yay, I'm good at random shit. Yay, random stuff. He also makes me racist for some reason, <laughs> as you've probably listened to other Make episodes. Make sure you put this one in your permanent um, podcast archive for future reference. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then we have Voss, our audio guy, in here as well. Bees. <laughs> oh, I thought he was going to say bees. bees. So, so, yeah, no, Tide Pods so, are great. Yeah, tell us about these Tide Pods. Why do you think they're so great? Why do you think that... Because it's became this meme and exploded because the internet gets bored. The, also, it's because it's so dumb. Like, okay, so what what I saw was that this kind of kicked up around the time NBC News put out a report saying adults in parentheses with dementia, uh, more of them had died than kids from eating Tide Pods. And then I realized we're eating Tide Pods. How dumb is this? You know, because teenagers were eating Tide Pods. I did research into it. It's just so... It's the best case of preventable dumb. Like, it's not hard to not eat a Tide Pod. In fact, I'm doing that right now. I'm not eating a Tide Pod. See how easy it is? 
And so, and so it's just hilarious. What we did is, uh, I guess Matrices had a Tide Pod Plus series that I missed out on and I was super sad about. I did, however, get some buttons. One of them has all the different Tide Pods and it says, Taste the Rainbow. The other one is a big button with a Tide Pod that says Forbidden Fruit. Of course, though, because we don't do things just a little bit, we had the the blanket fort, and this was the first year we put out a tip jar. And so when we put that out, I was like, no, 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 no. So we Amazon Prime now, an Amazon Ferry, uh, delivered an actual container of real Tide Pods to us, and we took the Tide Pods out and left the container out and said, we're out of snacks. Please donate money to support the blanket fort. And people put money into our, our kitty. And, of course, we didn't stop there because we ordered the Febreze spray that smells like Tide. So, periodically, we'd sent the fort like Tide. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> because Tide Pod eating is dumb. Look, it's dumb. Don't eat Tide Pods. This is this is the stupidest thing ever. But- well, that's what makes a great meme is because it's so dumb. It's Darwinism at its I, best. I think that's what it is. Is my Schadenfreude? Like I'm getting a big boner from it. Why, why can't we have like a cookie meme, like like a cookie meme, or like let's be nice to each other meme, or like do something good to your neighbor because meme, pe- because, like something else like because that people instead are terrible. of like let's put chemicals in our mouth and die meme. Like, ah, <laughs> <sighs> so, well, because that's hard. That takes work. Like Tug said. People are horrible, and that takes work. Not eating Tide Pods is rather easy, or should be. Well, you know what? I'm going to start a Finnish meme. <laughs> a Finnish meme. We're going to go to the... Well, that sounds like a jacking um, off meme. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's going to be a Fox meme. It's going to be called the Finnish thought... meme, and we're going to have the um, the laundry... Not laundry, the dish soaps. Oh, Cascade Pods. Well, see, the thing is, is you have Tide Pods for the main entree, then you can put sprinkles on it, which are the unstoppables. And then your napkin is a thing of bounce. And then when you're all done and you have a mess all over your clothes, you throw them into the wash with some fruit gushers and you're good. <laughs> <laughs> so what else have you been up to? I heard that you got a brand new car. Have we talked about your car yet? I'm gonna, I, I can't. I'll be a dick because it's getting really good MPG. And it's fun to make people mad with it. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, so people buy a, a Prius. And so, sure, I know that there are some people out there who buy a Prius and go, oh, I'm saving the world. Okay, I'm not one of those people. And that's what people go, oh, you must feel really good about being green. I don't give a shit. The real truth is I've driven like 1,400 miles and put one tank of gas in my car. So eat a dick. My wallet's laughing all the way to the bank. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I did buy the Prius Prime, though, so I can plug it in or I can drive it on gas. And it's really nice. That's cool. That's cool. You get to sit in those primo parking spaces that have... Right? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to complain about princess parking. (laughs) I'm paying for the privilege of parking there, though. Those meters aren't... Or those charging stations aren't free. Oh, they're not? No, people aren't just giving out free electrons these days. Those cost money. (laughs) I thought they were free. Nothing no, is free. No, no, no. Usually to park in one of those. If you were to park and do a typical full charge on a car like mine, it probably costs around three bucks. 
you know on the, on the flip side though you go three bucks that's a lot but then when you look later on when you're driving home and it's like oh you're getting 92 mpg then you're like oh okay yeah. i'm totally fine I was with gonna that. Say that it's three bucks to park there all day but or you can pay three bucks for a gallon of gas and you know go 20 miles yeah so it's it it, it totally makes sense to do what i do they call it graze charging grazing like a moo moo great no wait so i had something I have... you, you made me think of oh i went to the oh, mall because okay, you brought up foxes i don't know if anyone will care but disney has released new robin hood plush don't know if anyone will care are you kidding well is it actually cute though because his face does not look their... completely mental okay <laughs> That actually is a good question because sometimes they come out with them and they are they're bad. No, no, I didn't. I I didn't think it looked. I, it didn't jump out. You know how sometimes you look at a plush, and you're like that eye looks weird. I didn't get any of that yeah. mojo from this. Well, I'll look at that. That that would be awesome. I, I'm sure they're probably <laughs> sold out already. I oh, we, and people have asked. I have not gone to Amazon Go. I'm not going to go to Amazon Go, which is that Amazon store that nobody works at. Because there's too many people wanting to go to Amazon Go. What's Amazon Go? It's a cashierless For... store that Amazon opened. Oh, why don't you want? Because go everybody's there? going there right now, and if I go there and it's full of people, I'm just gonna like pull a Mortal Kombat and destroy everyone. I don't like huge crowds like that. <laughs> well, especially when you have the two-hour. <laughs> Amazon thing where you get to order something and then you just have to sit in your home for two hours and there well, you, you go. What I'm going to do for two hours? It's right there. Everyone does something. Every, everyone does the traditional two hour activity. Yeah, yeah. reading the Bible. Huh. Yeah, reading the Bible, <laughs> um, using the Church of Saint Mattress and its. Oh, scriptures. that's why I'm so tired, man. I was worshiping hard. <laughs> well, that's true. Huh. Yeah. So, what else have you been up to? Did we ask you yet? Well, tell me about the stuff you do. Stuff that I do. Well, I've been up to a lot of different stuff. I have lots of different projects that I've been working on. Husky's been involved in um, a lot of D and D type stuff. He started a campaign using the brand new Triton system. It's a furry RPG um, system, and it's it's been fairly fun. And I know that Voss has been playing. Uh, the campaign with us. What what do you think so far? I think it's not bad for a system. It's very simple and easy to use once you get the hang of it. Yeah. What's different between the um like D and D and Triton? The, the biggest thing is just uh it's not on a D twenty system, it's just on a D ten, so it's just a lot simpler. And What's a D ten? So a D ten is a dice <laughs> that's that, ten sided. That's ten sided. A die or, or a six sided a die. A, die. Okay. a paradise of ten. <laughs> ten islands. <laughs> and you just have to hop between each one. It's very gorgeous. I will tell... And you just count the Are palm trees. Are you really trees. asking me to do another dad joke this fast? Because I've got them. <laughs> if it's in the pocket, go for it. Why did the pubic hair on the toilet seat drown? <laughs> Why? It was pissed off. <laughs> Well, uh, and then the other thing that I have to share, which is real. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I can't do this. He's got pee pee on the mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, golden shower. Chew has oh, pee pee brain, no. not chew. You're not chew. I see. This is how tired I am. Chew doesn't have pee pee brain. 
Um, man, Tugs, now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I had like something awesome. You were talking about D&D and stuff you do that's weird. I don't know. D&D, stuff that was awesome. I, I've been up to a lot of different things. There's a, um, a furry party that party um, that i was in is this yeah, like a hot tub party, party? It, it's not a hot tub party okay. but it's it's going through a um through a couple of uh different groups to to set it up but yes it is a naughty party so whoa, yes, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. Did naughty you say naughty, naughty party a naughty party <laughs> i know you're into those golden showers but Are come you on doing number fours at these parties no, what's number of four? I've never heard of a it's number four. It's when you four. hold hands while you make a number two. Ew. Ew. That's Although weird. I did go to the uh, a bathroom the other day. It was like a family type bathroom. And it had two toilet seats together. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you can hold hands while you're pooping. And you didn't take a photo of this bizarreness? Not the pooping. I don't uh, want no. that. I just want the toilet side. <laughs> <laughs> Tugs, we all know that scat is your. No, friend. just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been up to. So there you go. <laughs> uh, I need some beer water. Yeah, I'm drinking. I'm drinking from my Keurig. They look like you're drinking orange juice from a Keurig. This. Yeah. This is not orange juice. That's looks, that's green. It looks like Mountain Dew. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's um, not Mountain Dew. But have you tried the Mountain Dew lime recently? The ice? That, I've tried two kinds of Mountain Dew. I've tried the ice, and then I tried Not Your Father's Mountain Dew. Mm. I liked both. They have some pretty good flavors. Too bad I can't have them because I will die. Yay, oh, no. Diabetes. You know what they brought out? I haven't seen them very much yet. They have Nutella Oreos. and That sounds good. They are that sounds so amazing. good. So good. Like I eat them and I can feel diabeto rolling out of the kitchen wanting some. <laughs> so good. Well, you know what? I think it is that time again what? where Rue is going to eat his cookie and stuff will happen. Oh, okay, so while you get your cookie ready, it's Rue's cookie bed. time. Brought to you by a waterbed. That's right, waterbeds. They're not very springy, but if you put spring water in them, you'll suddenly feel bouncy. You know, I wonder what would be it would be if there was actually milk in a waterbed. In a waterbed. So then that way you can dunk your cookies in it, you know? Like that. That's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, all right, so here is the cookie for today. Um, the object of your desire comes closer in bed with the cookie. And that was sent to me by um, Yuriu. Of Salina, Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I opened a fortune cookie the other day. So I've been, I've been experimenting a little bit with uh, Amazon Ferry for restaurants. And one of them I ordered from had a, it was weird. They had, gave me a fortune cookie, but it wasn't in a wrapper. It's like they just pulled it out of a bin and threw it in the bag along with the food. But I opened it up to see the fortune. And the fortune I thought was dumb for a second because it said, this is our hundredth year. Congratulations to us. And I was like, that's dumb. What kind of fucking fortune is that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mm. 
It's just like Panda Panda Express's Ask Your Mom Fortune. They have an Ask Your Mom Fortune. <laughs> yeah, we did that last episode. You think I remember what we talked about? Ask your on the mom show? in bed with a cookie. Yeah, we did that, and you were like, "Oh my gosh, no!" <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's move to the news then, shall we? Since this is a lost episode, so you guys ready? Well, are aren't we going to take a break? No, we don't do that. We don't do that for lost episodes. Fine. Why do you need to pee? Okay. Do you need to go do a number four? No. <laughs> so let's talk about this news story about serious things. So it's being reported by Flera that uh, as of January 13th, Lupine Fox was not found guilty of child rape. We, we just went super serious. Uh, we did. <laughs> Apparently there was a four-day trial and there were two hours of jury deliberations. And, yeah, it looks like there was a 16-year-old boy involved with some fursuiting, some questionable stuff. And it turned into a court case, which is, let's just let's just put this out there. I do not feel like you should be using your fursuit to lure underage people to do anything with you. Just period. You shouldn't use anything to lure underage people to do anything. Right, but this is a furry <laughs> but podcast, you're right. so let's... <laughs> Yes, Tugs. You cannot use a van in lollipops. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good thing I have a Prius Prime. <laughs> <laughs> well, any young underage would get well, into a Prius but what do you, Prime. Okay, so what do you think, though, about this kind of a story being out there and what it does to the fandom? Do you think this is good coverage, bad coverage, doesn't matter? In terms of... Well, you know, I, I think we hear about it a lot more. Um, I've heard it locally happening and, you know, I think the number one tip, because I know that all of you horny kids that are listening to this so explicit podcast that's, you know, um, come on, you know, you're not of the age. So Turn it off. Or, or sorry, <laughs> sorry, that's not what I'm trying to say. Um, it, there's there's just some furries that just need to keep their dick in their pants. That's just what you need to there, do. Just keep it in your there pants. There are some and, furries that don't have penises. I just want you to include them too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Not only is Rue racist, he's sexist. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> but my whole point that I'm trying to make is like, come on, guys. Don't have sex with somebody that that's underage. What did, you know... Go listen to the lovely, lovely song by Mongrels that sing, What a Difference a Day no. Makes. We can now legally fornicate. <laughs> you know, come on, wait um, for that person to change age. I have, a, I have you know, a better idea. Don't talk about sexy things with people that are minors. Because the, the, whole, the whole thing of what you're saying here is like, all right, let's get really horny and build up till midnight, and then we can jump on the sack. And they don't even get to okay, that point. Uh, Okay, that's not you. You get what my point is. I'm not. I'm not saying that though. That's uh, what it sounds like. Uh, you know. You, come on, don't you want like the ball to drop at that <laughs> that particular time and you just fornicate right at the stroke of midnight? <laughs> I. I mean, I think overall it's a good rule to to know who you're also dating online. Or who you're role playing with, you know, know what their age is, you know, ask those basic things. Um, when it comes to the kink scene, you have to, you know, there, there's safe words, there's things that you have to, you have to communicate with your partner 
ahead of time. And I feel like that that's something that you need to do also when you're role playing um, online, because let me tell you, there's some people out there that, you know, could be underage and, and, you know, you could find yourself in a world of trouble. What was that? You snapped um, your fingers as like your end cap? There you go. <laughs> so do you think more furries in the mainstream will hurt or improve the image of the fandom to the public? That's a... <laughs> you know, I don't know if it'll ever get better. The public has their perceptions and you're never going to change it. Um, you You can change it to an extent, but uh, you know, I mean, let's face it, no news is good news, and the only thing you're going to see is the bad stuff. Or at least that's what the general public's going to see. That's true. Well, but at the same exact time, I, I kind of feel like, you know, if if we... I feel like that we should normalize um, some of these things. I, not normalize, but that's the, that's a bad word. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with well, this. Well, no, no, you're you're right. Well, so furries being more mainstream is actually a good thing because it gets what what we're really about out there. The problem is stories like this hit mainstream before anything else does. So that's what people see and that's what people perceive. So us being out there more is a good thing, but we're not mainstream enough yet to to really perceive the good end of things. This may be just a little bit off topic, but you know, one thing that, that came to my mind when you were, um, when you were talking, um, is what would you do? Um, there's a TV show, a reality TV show that, um, and in its opening credits, it shows an alligator or an alligator fursuiter with his head off and he's drinking beer at a park. Oh, like that is <laughs> yeah that that's exactly it everything everything in mainstream media is sensationalism i mean that's i mean that's, that's uh, news is entertainment so if they're you know you have two stories this guy that's in court for something terrible or this group of people who went to a you know a charity auction or a children's you know event and did wonderful, great things and raised all this money, well, that's boring, and people don't want to see that. <sighs> people just want to know about the shit in the world. Is that what? The yeah, number four. Much. Well, people are the number four. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what that reminds me of in a way is they're – I didn't know this, but, like, clowns are, like, super serious about being clowns, which is really, really right. weird to think about. And one of the things that they do is once you're done cl doing your performance, you're supposed to get out of there and drop your clown makeup and all that stuff right away because they don't want to have the risk of anything negative being associated with it. Why? Well, and I think that we have some of those things in, in the fandom itself. I mean, Well, somewhat, you know, but then you get the people who are like... Some do. Then you get the people who are like, I don't care if I walk around without my head. Who cares? Where before? I mean, like ten years ago, sure. If you took your head off at a con, people would be pissed. <laughs> but now see, it's not a thing. I miss that. I, I miss that time personally. Well, that, see, that's the other part of being more mainstream. Is so, and and, and the clowns thing is a perfect analogy. You know, because it's a profession for them. It's a performance art. 
and that's what that's what fursuiting used to be. It used to be a performance art. You know, you put it on, you're in character. You know, you're 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 really putting on a show for people and entertaining, and that's what it was about. Well, being more mainstream means there's more people doing it now, and more people doing it now. There are people who just don't give a shit, <sighs> which is so sad. It ruins the magic. Soon, soon, it's gonna bleed into Disney, and all the um, mascots there are just gonna take their heads off. <laughs> Walk around with no heads. Yep. <laughs> You're gonna see Mickey just pop his top. That's well. That's that's one thing I love about the way that they're they're so strict. Like I've never worked for them, so I don't know the specific in and outs. But you know, I do know about the. You know, they have very strict rules about what you can do, where you can be. There's only one out at a time, so you can't see more than one. It just they're they're really good at keeping the illusion and i wish furries were more that way you have to be a certain height in order to wear some of their suits well that makes sense because it's a character thing yeah they're not gonna hem it up for you like (laughs) winnie the pooh has to be certain height he has to be that high bolt has to be this high you know Mm. you're gonna have a white witch doctor what (laughs) (laughs) dr zayas Oh my god! <laughs> uh, have you guys been eating Tide Pods? No, <laughs> I only lick them. Oh, have you licked them? Is no. that is that a confession? They do look a little bit chewy, oh, we, right? Like, can we all agree on that? Like, I've we've all looked at them. They're kind of soft and squishy, like bruised nuts. Like, wouldn't you want to like chew on them? <laughs> Thanks. Oh. Now somebody's gonna draw me with Tide Pod, Pod nuts. nuts. Oh, I please, please, thing. please <laughs> draw me with Tide Pod nuts. Please, anybody, anybody. Oh my gosh! I'm an innocent fox. I have Tide Pod nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tide Pod nuts. It's time for first break. So before we go, here's your question: What? Which scientists are really good at sex? What? That's right, geologists. They know how to make the bedrock. All right, we'll be back. (laughs) And gold. Hailing frequencies open. Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Wednesday, January 24th, here are your space headlines. Japan is taking steps towards increasing their presence in the international space community, in an effort to expand their satellite manufacturing footprint, NEC Corp launched the ASNARO-2 satellite atop the Epsilon rocket. This is a solid fuel booster derived from the solid motors usually found on the sides of the H-2A. With three stages of solid fuel and a fourth stage burning hydrazine, it has a payload capacity of 1,500 kilograms to the lowest available orbit, 250 by 500 kilometers, so well within the realm of LEO. The payload was a new commercial model of a spacecraft developed using funding from the Japanese government. ASNARO-2 is an all-weather radar satellite. Optical cameras can't see through clouds, nor can they be used on the night side of the planet. But radar can be used anytime regardless of the weather. And ASNARO-2's instruments can resolve objects on the ground roughly one meter in size. This will prove extremely useful during emergency situations and tracking maritime movements. Already, NEC Corp has an order for at least one, maybe two, similar satellites for the Vietnamese government. 
In a slightly less friendly realm of satellite development, the U.S. military launched their brand new SBEERS satellite atop an Atlas V rocket provided by ULA. The original launch attempt was scrubbed due to a valve issue, but after a single day delay, the mission launched and was declared a success. This Atlas V was in the 411 configuration, meaning 4 meter fairing, one strap-on motor, and a single Centaur upper stage engine. You know what that means. Asymmetric thrust. Power slide into orbit. Seriously, it's so cool watching this thing go sideways as it lifts off. Aspears is a missile defense spacecraft. It detects rockets once launched by tracking infrared plumes from their exhaust. It provides early warning alerts for inbound missiles. What we do with that information, well, that's another matter. Hawaii is no doubt a little cranky. Aspears Geoflight 4, as this particular mission is called, will spend the next few weeks slowly raising its orbit until it reaches its destination in geosynchronous orbit, so it can monitor the same region on Earth at all times, along with other satellites in the SBEERS network. Just think of it as one of the many unblinking eyes in the sky. Always watching. Always. In happier rocketry, Rocket Lab is celebrating doing the happy dance. The second ever flight of their brand new light class booster, the Electron, successfully lifted off from their New Zealand launch complex. It carried its payload into orbit as planned without incident, making the whole mission a complete success. You might remember that Rocket Lab had tried a launch back in late December, but kept needing to scrub and delay. Well, they went through similar issues earlier this month, but finally got past them all and achieved an amazing accomplishment. On only the second flight ever of a brand new rocket, they reached not just orbit, but the desired orbit for the customer. And there's a lot of interesting facts about this rocket, so let's go over a few of them. This is the first ever booster that uses a fully carbon composite body. It also uses electrically driven turbo pumps instead of traditional ones, which means it chews through a lot of power. So much so that it has to have a lot of lithium ion batteries on board to power them. They even eject the spent batteries after they're depleted to maximize thrust to weight. Because the turbo pumps are electrically driven, they can better control the throttle on their engines. The whole idea behind this rocket is to reduce the cost of traveling to space, at least for small payloads like CubeSats. Rocket Lab is touting only a $5 million price tag per launch, which if you know anything about how expensive rockets are, you can tell that's a pretty good deal. And with the success of their second ever flight, still testing, you can bet other small sat operators are going to be very interested in using this service. Back in 2011, Elon Musk and his up-and-coming rocket company, Space Exploration Technologies Corp, better known as SpaceX, announced to the world that they would build the most powerful rocket currently flying. Dubbed the Falcon Heavy, it would be three Falcon 9 cores strapped together and have a combined thrust of 5.13 million pounds of thrust. More than double that of what was the most powerful rocket currently flying at the time, the Delta IV Heavy, which has 2.1 million pounds of thrust. Musk said it could fly as early as 2013, but anyone who is a fan of SpaceX knows that Elon time is not entirely realistic. I'm sorry to say. Delays and redesigns plagued the heavy lift vehicle, and some began to speculate that it just wasn't going to happen. That is, until today. On Wednesday, January 24th, 2018, SpaceX brought the Falcon Heavy to life. Out on pad 39A at the Kennedy Space Center, the sound of 27 Merlin engines roared out across the islands and a massive plume of steam erupted from the flame buckets. Falcon Heavy has successfully conducted a static test fire. It took a few weeks from the first pictures of the three core monster going vertical on the pad, but they finally managed to do it. And it was still standing after the fact. It didn't blow up. That's extra good. 
Now, it's likely there will be at least one more test firing, but Musk is hopeful, saying launch could happen as early as within a week or so, according to his Twitter feed. For so long, we've seen and heard promises that the Falcon Heavy is on its way, but here it is, just waiting to go on its maiden flight. It's incredibly exciting. Chances are good the launch won't happen until February, but you never know. Old Muskie might surprise us. That's all for this round. Stay tuned for the next episode of For What It's Worth for more. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans. Enjoying the show? Tell a friend! More listeners helps the show keep going strong. And now we're back. Yay! About an episode about nothing! Yay! I hope that you've been enjoying our lovely banter. So, what are what subject do we have next, Mr. Tugs? <laughs> uh, well, before we get to it, I just want to let you know this segment is brought to you by Michael Jackson's Pants Store. That's right, pick up your greatest pants at Billy's Jeans. Alright, so we are going to move right into our Patreon worship. Where's my music? Thank you. Sayla, Sayla, why are you always having me sing this So today's episode of For What It's Worth has sold out yet again because that joke needs to change. So we want to say thank you to Simone Booga, Snares, Creator, Meteor Showers, some of the best free porn out there, Skylos, Swift, Guardian Lion, Loki Mutt, Cody, The Best Owl, then we have Rifka, Artorius Ichisake. I want some sake now. And then, of course, I ate him this week, but it didn't have pink hair. That's right. It is time for everyone to start thinking about going to your local Taco Bell, which... Did you know they have fries at the American one now? <gasps> yes, they do. That's weird. Anyways, we should probably punish him. That's right. The delicious, the wonderful, and sometimes crunchy, if you get him out of the shower, Doritos Locos Taco Bell, a.k.a. Dokos. Yay, Dokos, we love you. And you're crunchy. <laughs> and you're, yeah, and he's crunchy. So if you would like to donate and support the show, probably not this episode, go to <laughs> patreon.com slash FWIW and we will take your money gladly. It really does make a difference. We aren't like we have fun, but it really does pay our bills. It pays it for helps. microphones. Yes. Lovely microphones that you're listening through today. So, that's that's it. By the way, Rude, did you see that they were uh, had condoms on sale? They do? Yeah. Do more... they have the, the Japanese condoms? Because that's the size that I need. Probably. So... But you get more wow. for your buck. <laughs> I don't need all that rubber. <laughs> you just need the bang for your buck. <laughs> <sighs> now I want a Tide Pod condom. What? what? Just kidding. They dissolve, do? right? You know that, right? <laughs> and then we could get like Tide Pod lube. Look, Tugs, see? We could like start this whole brand of like Tide Pod stuff that is actually usable. No. <laughs> the Tide Pods fade when wet. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't, the problem with that is, I mean it's, I love it, but the problem is by the time you actually produce anything usable, the internet will have forgotten about it. You know what's fucking stupid is that even even Bad Dragon has got on the bad wagon and they have a Tide Pod dildo. 
Tide Pod colors. Well, yeah, but they come out with colors for like season detergent. <laughs> Hold on, you got a dirty asshole. Let me get the Tide Pod dildo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just soap it up. Soap it up, yeah. Don't put them there either. You will die. And don't put them in your laundry. That's the only type on that you don't want to put into your laundry. <laughs> What's that thumping sound on the dryer? Oh, it's, a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a gigantic horse cock. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just losing my mind imagining a dildo flopping around in a dryer tumbler. And, and then you're at a, 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 what is it called? A, a laundry mat. And <laughs> oh, the dryers with the with no window in the front and the window, and, and then people are like looking at it, like, "What is that?" Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> so how's how's the winter season in slut? Sixty degrees and no snow. Oh, we got some snow. Yeah, we got for like a, day. a downpour. Yeah, it snowed like we got like ten inches, and then two days later, it's gone. That's probably the worst thing you could have said after a dildo conversation. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got 10 inches. I got 10 inches. <laughs> and then it left and didn't even leave me, didn't even call me. You need those magnum, don't you? Those magnum condoms. Extra small. <laughs> Extra small magnum condoms. <laughs> <laughs> the magnum line now available with extra small. That's normal. <laughs> they call that the 22 well no that <laughs> 22 millimeter well that's what makes normal people feel better you have because then you can still call them a magnum but normal people can wear them <laughs> normal people as you give me a wink just kidding did you say i should get uh, myself a wig no Oh. As he gives me a wink. It's like, who says wig, wig? Wig. <laughs> uh. So, um, what do you think about these millennials these days? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Since we're the old people, right? <laughs> you are a millennial, you douche. We are millennials. I'm just joking. <laughs> no. Well... There was something that uh, I think somebody posted on my Facebook, but they were like, there's this lost generation from like, it was like between 1978 and 1985. So we're not quite Generation X, but we're not quite Millennials either. Right. So we're like... No man, like yeah, people. just like stuck in the middle because like like Generation X was was all before all this tech really started exploding, mm-hmm. and then the millennials all grew up with the internet and with all this tech, so they're just used to it. Well, we're right in the middle where we watched the internet develop and come into being, and we're we were in the game early enough that we still accept it, and you know we can. We like all the tech and we use it just fine, so we're not we're not Generation X who's like, you know, evil tech, you know, <laughs> technology bad. But we're not all quite millennials either because we we know what life was like without the internet. So what what would our generation be called then? 
I don't what did what did they call it? The CompuServe generation. Exennials. Exennials. That's what they called it, yeah. <laughs> I'm an Exennial. That sounds like an X-Men thing. <laughs> Exennials, superpowers. Oh. Do you remember before the internet? I remember. I remember. I remember <laughs> when my grandpa was like, "Hey, come look at this." Hey, it, don't don't turn it sexual, please. Not with my grandpa. No, was <laughs> I don't know if anybody else had this experience. I know I did, but it was the greatest thing ever, and also the worst. Is like as a kid, you go to your grandparents' house, and they insisted on showing you how to use the TV remote. Even though you were like, dude, I totally get this. I, you know, <laughs> we 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 understand the tech, but for some reason, grandparents were like, "Let me show you the remote. It's complicated. You got to push this button and then this button." <laughs> now the uh, button. <laughs> it's like it's like there's 15 buttons on this. I get it. You know, remember I sh- when those AOL CDs were like currency? <laughs> yep, that's the old Bitcoin. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say I, I found a new life hack. So there's a th- there's a th- stuff that I take that just lives in my suitcase, right? Like I have a power strip. Every furry needs a power strip when they travel. It's just a thing, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And for a long time, I was like, okay, good. I've got that. I've got, you know, the usual like shaving kit, whatever. And then I recently was traveling and I wanted to plug my iPad into the TV so I could watch Plex and relax on the bed. And, of course, they had locked out the HDMI port on the menu. And I was like, this is dumb. I went and researched it. Here's your life pro tip. Go get one of those $15 universal remotes that RCA makes. Uh, keep the little pamphlet with you. And then you're golden. You Universal remotes. You could, because I, I immediately. That's a great idea. Right? <laughs> you just keep it in your suitcase. And then use it when you travel. Because it always worked. I, I, I went back to that hotel. Immediately hit input. And it was like, okay, sure, yeah. Bam. iPad worked. <laughs> I, I actually really like that idea. Yeah, see now, now we want to hear back in like two seasons if it worked for you, because it has for <laughs> me so far. What do you do? Uh, what what, what uh, travel tips have you picked up, Rue? As you have, travel tips, I know you don't travel much because you go to NaziCon, but like, what else? What, what? what? NaziCon? Yeah. Nazi con. Yeah. Oh, because I went to Rocky Mountain Fur Con. Yeah, so but you had to have picked up some travel tips, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, don't don't pack up the kitchen sink. Um I've Just I'm a little bit of a literally unscrewing the kitchen sink now, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you taking that? I need it. <laughs> I take way too much stuff and I've been trying to learn to I don't need everything for a week, you know? I need to like figure out exactly what I need to take and don't take as much because my roommates end up starting to get mad at me because I explode in the room and it's kind of hard to like keep me organized sometimes. So what the you heck? have to go on vacation with it with a shelf unit. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, these guys have roomed with me before. That's, that's actually a good story. Like rooming with Rue should be a segment. Do it now. <laughs> Do it now. Do it the first no, one. No, because I've I've roomed with a lot of different people at cons, and some are great, some are not so great. Um, but usually, like standard protocol when you room at a furry con is everybody goes into the room. You kind of pick a corner. 
and you put your stuff there. You keep your suit. You know, if you have a fur suit, you keep your case in the corner. You hang it up in the closet or whatever, and you just kind of keep all your clothes and all your stuff in that corner. Well, yeah. Rue, when Rue gets into a room, he starts at the door, and there's a trail to the back of the room. <laughs> what the fuck, Rue? And then, and then throughout the weekend, that trail expands and grows, and when you're packing up at the end of the con, it's almost inevitable you'll end up with something of Rue's because it's in your corner, and it's in his corner, and it's in that corner. <laughs> Why are you picking up so much fucking space, you dick? I've gotten so much better, though, through time. Oh, my time, God. I've gotten better. You get one corner and one drawer. That's it. Right. I usually take all the drawers because usually the people that I'm with, they never take their stuff out of their suitcase. So yeah, I'm I, like, don't, I don't that's use drawers. That's fine. I'm like, I'll take all it. of them, but but yeah, no, I always make sure that people don't need no. it. Well, and it's the funny, it's because it's not clothes. Like, you Rue has you know his pile of clothes, like everybody else ends up with. It's like his 80, it's, 80 pairs of panties or something. There's a, there's you know a hand paw on that bed, and his feet paws are under the other bed, uh, and his head's on this one. And <laughs> I have to, I do have to admit, like after sharing a room with you, Rue, which I think I've only done once like that, I was. I, I can see where he's coming from. I was like, "Good God, <laughs> you don't need like your first suit is super annoying. Go throw it outside because it's taking up too much space." What Yuri, you or <laughs> no, no, your first suit. I just couldn't talk right there. Oh, your first suit it takes up so much space. It's like it's like a hot air balloon in a room that you're trying to inflate. <laughs> <sighs> but it's it's. I, I don't know. I guess you've gotten better, so you say. I would need to get an objective opinion, maybe a Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> Before rooming with me again. He he has gotten better, so I haven't I haven't roomed with Rue in, in the in the last while. However, I have gone to his room at a con, and it it seems to have gotten better. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. However, it still turns into everybody's going to go downstairs. We've all changed. And where's Rue? He's still looking for his other damned hand paw. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Put, you need to sew <laughs> tiles into your fursuit. Can you or like to? when we went to, um, let's see, Yellowstone. National Park and everybody like had been fursuiting for like what thirty minutes or something, <laughs> and then oh here comes Rue and then everybody... yeah yeah we were all done so so we went to Yellowstone a bunch of us and stayed in a cabin and it was a great vacation, um but being the furries we are we all decided let's get in fursuit and go and the weather was horrible it was raining. Which didn't ruin the experience, but we didn't want to suit in the park, so we decided let's go take pictures in front of the sign at least. And we got great photos, and that's exactly it. Everybody got there. We all changed. We went, took our pictures. Uh, the Japanese tour bus showed up, and they loved us and took videos. And, <laughs> oh. and then right. Rue showed up. And so we're sitting there, and we're we're done with pictures, and we're wet, and... Everybody's ready to go home, and here comes Rue. <laughs> what? What? Why are you so fucking late? I don't know. I just take a long time getting into suit. I have to make sure everything's perfect. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say something that uh, I, I fully admit is not the nicest thing to say. I apologize to anyone. You're mean. Is, this Put is your tampons in faster, bitch. Like, get up earlier <laughs> and figure the shit out, and stop making other people deal with it. 
because I'm the guy. Like, no, here's how it is. If I, if I actually, I have done this. If if Rue's not ready and I want to go to Magic Kingdom, I just go. Fuck you. I'm gone. <laughs> you know where I'll be. You know where I'm going. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>, Rue's <I, laughs> Rue's blushing. You're blushing. <laughs> no, I had sugar. Uh, he's 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 actually not well. So like, no, we don't, went to, don't mess with we, my time, man. Like that's how it is for me. No, it, I'm 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 not counter arguing. It's it is that way because we went to Disneyland last year with Rue and Kura. I had a great time. Aww. And then but, he yeah, showed you that down. Was, there was a there was a few times it was like, okay, well, you guys know where the park is. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ain't got time for that shit. Get up earlier. Actually, I, it's one of those things that you, you learn with experience. I know that like I take long showers because I'm applying razor blades to various parts of my body in healthy ways. And I, I get up earlier so people aren't stuck waiting for me to take my extra long sexy showers, you know? That's <laughs> just a thing. Right. Rue's just... Maybe and I'm... I have no comment. You guys are meanies. <laughs> I am so sad. Rue. I am over here crying. Rue, you, look, you just got to understand. You can be the beautiful, beautiful transitioning woman you are. You just got to get up no. a little earlier than the rest of us to okay. take care oh, of okay. us. So Sammy, Sammy was on the last episode, right? Uh, or No, no, no. Ago, the, yeah. the episode the before, before that. Yeah. Sorry. We had Balloon on the last episode. So um, I went to uh, – we, we had a one-year celebration at this coffee shop. That used to call be called Coffee Connection, and now it's called Watchtower. Um, Watchtower, Watch yeah. So um, they had like this one year celebration stuff like that, and um, he, th- there's this guy that was there that was like, "Hey, Sammy, I haven't seen you in such a long time." Wow. I'm. I'm... Well, it's not a. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you say it like a bad thing, Sammy. No, cool, whoa, whoa, whoa. time was... out, time out. I don't get it. Did they think you were Sammy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing bad about that. I mean, she, he's amazing. You know, he's a great guy. But me and Sammy have this thing now. We're like, we're just twins. We're just twins. And whenever except, and except, whenever we do something with each other, it's like doing something with. The biggest difference is Sammy has a beard. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know this is. What is going on, Tugs? Rest in peace, Tugs, 'Cause now everybody's imagining that weird, awkward moment of do I actually tell them they're wrong or just kinda go with it and blow it off? <laughs> what did you do? 
I corrected them. <laughs> I I should have played along with it, though. I thought about it afterward, and I'm like, ah, oh, it would have been so much better to play along with it, and then I wouldn't have embarrassed him. But... What did they do when you corrected them? Uh, well, they were embarrassed, you know, for one, and, you know, they apologized. Oh, 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 uh, speaking of you being uh, in transition, do you have a tumor time Stop! update? Stop! <laughs> what? Do you have a tumor time update? I, I gave you my tumor time uh, update. No, but you it... left us all hanging. Oh, oh yeah, I did, didn't I? Yeah. All right, well, you have to do the intro then. Uh, blah, 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 intro. Okay, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> um. So I ended up Wait, 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 um, wait. You got to my... do this right. You got to go previously and... on all my tumor. So like what, what kind wow. of, tell us where we left off. So previously on, um, and Terry the tumor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a pituitary tumor, right? So its name's Terry. <laughs> uh, dumb jokes. So anyways, uh, I was going into um, have an MRI scan. So, and I was like freaking out about it and stuff like that. So, um, you know. It's natural to be anxious, you know, before you do something that could be, you know, the results could be completely life changing. But, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> life changing. Anyway. Well, anyway. All right, baby fur. <laughs> no. <laughs> the no, word changing. You being like, you know, in transition anyway. Oh. Oh. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> So I just basically went in for the MRI and, um, you know, the MRI scan, what they do is they, they bring you to this room, they have you undress, dress in their little gown <laughs> well, or whatever, because they, no, no, they don't do that, Tugs. All right. But they do, um, they want you to make sure that you get all the metal off of you and, you know, different things like that. And then you have to sign a form, you know, see, saying if whether or not that you've had a tattoo recently and... I don't know, different things like that, because apparently tattoos aren't good for an MRI machine. That was busted by Mythbusters. Is that what it is? It was busted. I don't know. I. All right, so you got and had an MRI, and then what happened? Um, I ended up getting the results, and the tumor hasn't grown. So what does this mean? So that means that I am going to continue in the path that I'm currently at. Which is doing in nothing? Which, yep, doing nothing. <laughs> Because, um, you know, the tumor didn't grow, so therefore there's no reason to remove it, right? Because it's not life-threatening. Um, insurance wouldn't, you know, pay for it to get it removed. I, so I instead, it it's like... better to treat it and um, just give me the hormones that I'm missing, which I'm really only missing two hormones. What? Which... Estrogen and, and well, testosterone? Oh, thanks, Tugs. <laughs> Both ends, huh? No, but I am missing the testosterone and I'm missing growth hormones, and I'm also missing, um, well, the thyroid like hormones that I I need. Isn't that what makes your thighs like for. sexy looking? No tugs. Thyroids, <laughs> thick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, in other so, words, you're on your way to being Chun Li. Yeah. So I I now need to make a decision of whether or not that I'm going to take growth hormones or not. Well, your Tide Pod balls aren't going to give them to you, so you probably should do the growth hormones. <laughs> Um, Wait, what are they going to well, grow? Like, I, well, didn't you say that like it would make you something would be bad if you took them with like some risk or something? Well, the risk is is they could make a, my tumor grow. Oh, okay. So you, it's not doing anything now, but you're going to take a medicine that might make it grow. 
Yes. This seems counterintuitive. <sighs> so that's my life. I have to decide if whether or not that I'm going to take the, the growth hormones or not. So I could all of a sudden turn into this like beefy <laughs> beef beefcake or whatever. I think you're good the way you are. <laughs> Especially if you're breaking me with, oh, Sammy. I have <laughs> Thanks. Okay, you can see me on camera, right? Yes. <laughs> you just gave me the bird. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, what's the difference between a snowman and a snow woman? I know. Tell me. Snow women don't have snowballs. No, just the snowballs. You make your line is too long. It's all about the delivery, man. Yeah. Speaking of I'm snowballs, not a, I like I'm not a dad joke deliverer. I'm no. a dad joke sucker. I oh, love dad jokes. You like to suck on your dad jokes? <laughs> oh my gosh. What does this episode turn into? It's a lost episode. This is what they get. This is why you paid us on Patreon. <sighs> you know you know what's great about Switzerland? They have Swedish balls. No, the flag's a great plus. <laughs> time for oh break. Oh my gosh. Break time. Bye. You're listening to For What It's Worth. Brought to you by For What It's Worth brand flashlights. When you need to shine a light on the darkest corners of your life, think For What It's Worth. What? No, I said flashlights. That's just disgusting. Why, in my day, when a man needed to satisfy an urge, he just went out and... You can also support for what it's worth by contributing to the Patreon campaign. It's not free producing this show and hosting it where all you fine fuzzy folks, feathered friends, and scaly socialites can access it. Any amount you wish to offer is happily accepted. And there are plenty of reward tiers you can select from. Why, we can thank you in a variety of ways, including what I was talking about earlier before I was so rudely interrupted. Yes, pay us enough, and we'll make sure. Just go to patreon.com slash fwiw to contribute. For what it's worth, brand flashlights. Get your mind out of the gutter and into my car. Always use protection, folks. Welcome to Get Psyched with Dr. Nuka. Let me ask you a question. Is it wrong for a brother and sister to have sex? I could give you a moment to think about it, but chances are you already know your answer. And if research is any indication, you, like most others, probably said, yeah, of course it's wrong. Let me push just a little bit further. Why is it wrong? I'm willing to bet you can give me a few reasons, like the fact that if they conceived the child, it would be prone to all sorts of genetic conditions, or the fact that it could destroy their family if anyone found out, or maybe the fact that the encounter itself may have involved coercion. And these are really good answers. So now as an intellectual exercise, let me ask you this. What if the brother and sister were infertile? Neither of them was capable of having a child, and they both consent to try it just once, and they both enjoyed it, 
and they decided to keep it a secret so no one would find out, and they never did it again after that. What about then? Is it still wrong? And why, if it's still wrong? If you found yourself struggling to answer those last questions, don't feel bad. That difficulty you're experiencing is called moral dumbfounding, and it's a very common response to this activity. Psychologist Jonathan Haidt suggests that we can actually learn a lot about how people make decisions about what's wrong and what's right based on moral dumbfounding. How? Well, chances are you still believe that our hypothetical brother and sister having sex is wrong, even though I could come up with an example that shoots down every one of your arguments against it. In the end, even without having a good reason for it, you would still conclude that it's wrong, even if you couldn't explain why. This phenomenon forms the basis of what Haidt calls the social intuition model. According to the model, people are fairly rational when it comes to making decisions like which car should I buy or do I want pizza or chicken for dinner tonight? We consider the alternatives, we weigh the arguments for them, and we base our judgment accordingly. But when it comes to moral decisions, question about what's morally wrong or right, we're anything but rational. According to the model, we make moral decisions based on intuition. How does it make us feel? If it makes us feel ugh or bad or angry or grossed out, we conclude that it must be wrong based solely on that feeling. And we know people are basing their decision on these feelings and not on arguments because if we shoot down or take away their arguments, they still think it's wrong because we haven't actually changed how they feel about the issue. In other words, when it comes to making moral decisions, we base them first and foremost on how they make us feel, and only after the facts do we come up with explanations or rationalizations. Our rationalizations might sound convincing, but they're not the reason we came to our conclusion. It's not hard to see examples of the social intuition model in the real world. For example, regardless of your stance on abortion, chances are your beliefs were determined first and foremost by how each position made you feel. If the thought of terminating the life of a fetus made you feel icky or gross or upset or angry, you probably concluded that it was wrong. Conversely, if the thought of the government stepping in to tell a female what she can or cannot do with her body disgusts or upsets you, this is probably what you're basing your stance on. Of course, you probably also have a handful of other reasons to justify your position, but I want to suggest that you came up with those reasons after the fact, after your mind was already made up on the issue. And even if someone were to shoot down every one of those reasons, you would probably still hold on to your position on abortion. So if you want to know why people respond the way they do to issues like gay marriage, the death penalty, abortion, or animal testing, it's helpful to know that they're basing their decisions on emotion, not on reason. That's also why it's so hard to change someone's mind on these issues with statistics, arguments, or figures. Shooting down a person's reasons doesn't change the way they feel about the issue, so it's unlikely, unlikely to actually change their positions. So what does this mean for the furry fandom? Well, we're a diverse fandom with people from all walks of life who hold all sorts of political and moral positions. It's almost certain that at some point, you'll meet someone in the fandom who disagrees with one of your moral beliefs. And it's really easy 
to just assume that they're lazy or intellectually dishonest or just plain stupid when they won't change their position to see things your way despite any arguments or statistics you throw at them. I want to encourage you instead to realize that they're responding in a very human way to a moral issue. And if you're really honest with yourself, you'll probably see that your own position is just as grounded in emotion, even if it's comforting sometimes to believe that we come to our own beliefs through rational thought and reason. The take-home message is this. We all have positions on moral issues, and whether we like it or not, these positions are grounded in our emotions. If we want to change someone's mind, we have to recognize this and realize that throwing stats at people and calling them an idiot is not going to change their mind. Instead, you have to change how they respond emotionally to an issue. For a perfect example of this, look no further than the myriad of politicians who've changed their stance on gay marriage after discovering that a friend or relative was gay. It's often hard, although sadly not impossible, to hold on to homophobia when someone you love, like a son or a daughter, comes out as gay. Changing how people feel about an issue through media or face-to-face -face interaction will ultimately go a lot further in changing their minds than stats or arguments ever could. This has been a quick look at the social intuition model. I'm Dr. Nuka, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time on Get Psyched. Having a reaction to the show topic so far? We want to hear about it. Send your response to this episode and get involved in the discussion. Cast at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com. We will read your comments in the next release. And welcome back. And boobies. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> Rue, why did the blind man fall down a well? I don't know, Tux. Why? Because he couldn't see that well. <laughs> but um you know you got me thinking about when we were on break what sex no uh there is a place i discovered yesterday so one of the things about living up here in seattle i've discovered is that there's like if you really like food i've been trying to learn how to cook more there's a lot of really good like little stores with like spices herbs and things and anyway we were we were out yesterday on our date the husband and i and we stumbled upon the store that had like these giant like teardrop shaped glass uh, vessels that were mounted on the wall like three or four feet tall and they were filled with like looked like oil like um olive oil and we went into the store called oil and vinegar and they had like all these crazy like they had roasted garlic they had lemon uh, olive oil all these flavored olive oils and stuff that were really good but what really got me is the fact that they have vinegars right but not like everyone thinks of like these white vinegars that you buy at the store like the heinz ones right mm -hmm. but they had like pomegranate vinegar and chocolate vinegar and blackberry vinegar and they were so good that it's actually i think i'm gonna put vinegar on my pancakes what vinegar <laughs> on your pancakes i mean i could see it on the salad no they're really it, it tasted pretty much like blackberry syrup why do people put chocolate in everything? That sounds terrible. It sounds terrible, but it was really surprisingly good. <laughs> Vine I'll have to let you know how the vinegar on the pancakes experiment goes.
because yes. you don't get that you don't get that like weird vinegary taste at all. We we need to have a report on this. So something that I want to also report on is is click shirt over here. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. <laughs> that is just a fucking amazing shirt. Is it like I save mean, a fox, use a condom? Um. Yeah, it's basically like save a fox, use a condom. Yeah, but has... the picture's the best part. Yes, it's so gay. Explain it. Um, it's a gay coyote cowboy wearing chaps, assless chaps. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! There's no such thing as assed chaps. Those would be pants. <laughs> So, Click, I have heard, I have heard that recently, very recently at some sort of um, said furry party, that you have popped your cherry as far as suiting. Oh, yeah. Why do you keep saying it like that? Because <laughs> it sounds way dirtier and worse. It does. <laughs> gotten- so, we want a, a field report of your experience. And, you know, what's your feelings about Mer suiting? Uh, and why have you waited so long to do anything in your suit? That's actually a really good question that I don't know the answer to. <laughs> and No, like, so what I've been telling people is, it's funny because it's, I mean, I've been in the fandom for, what, six years now? Six seven, whole years? Seven years. Well, I know, it's not a lot compared to some people, but um, basically I found the fandom looking for fursuit porn. <laughs> I didn't I, like I didn't know exactly what it was, but I knew it existed. But yeah. what possesses you to just casually go looking for that? Because I'm a pervert. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so come on, give us more of your experience and how how your feeling feelings are on Mercedes uh, now. That okay, it's first awesome, qu- and I should have done it a long time ago. Who were you on top <laughs> or on bottom? Uh, top. Okay. And you were in suit on top. Yes. Was there another suit on the bottom? Yes. Well, okay. yes and no. <laughs> oh, okay. You were doing the French. Gotcha. <laughs> what? You know, the menage a trois. Oh. Well, it was more of a trade-off. <laughs> I got you. So let's talk a little bit about mersuiting in general. As you know, uh, mersuiting is not... Um, it is very anti in the like. There's a lot of people that are just, oh my gosh, that is that is a big taboo, big big huge taboo in the right. furry community. So, um, what do you say to that? What do you think? Well, I think so. I think that's part of why I haven't until now. But like, I finally got to where I was like, you know what? Screw it. I don't care. This is what I like. This is what I'm gonna do. But. I also have, like, I agree to an extent in, you know, in public. And that goes back to the whole, you know, furry mainstream image kind of thing. You know, at a at a con, you don't need to be walking around with that shit hanging out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think cons need to be a little bit more, um, I mean, it is in the public eye, public space. You know, I, I definitely don't feel like the people should be walking around, um with a first suit and maybe have like a diaper on like, and, and a whole bunch of like really strong fetish gear. I mean, right. It's not that, but if we do a convention, that's purely like a 
a murder-suiting convent, like a sex convention, like well, then yeah, okay, that's then, gonna be different. Then everybody there is under the pretense of this is what's gonna happen, and it's not an open to the public thing. <laughs> yeah. No, so but I mean, it's not. You know, I mean. I, the argument goes on forever and it'll never stop and there's always people who are going to be like no it's horrible and it's you should never do it and it's gross and then there's the people on the other side that's like i should do it all the time so but I, you know i mean it's it what you do in your own time is your business and and i i agree with that obviously but i also have i'm one of the people who has separate bodysuits for different things same as me like i would not um i would not use the same exact suit to go out in a charity walk i have my older version that i that i do do some things with it but what um, what things what things <laughs> well it's a it's a partial it's my old fursuit stuff what things Hot tub things. <laughs> yes, I hot tub with hot my fursuit. Oh, I, I know. Totally I, I caught what, you, what you throw. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, I've, I've been to a couple kink parties. And For what it's worth, things. audience can now know that Rue enjoys suit sex. Move on. Yeah, there you go. Woohoo, I burst your innocent bubble. I'm not... <laughs> uh, just kidding, I'm still innocent. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, do you want my dick to eat? Shut up. <laughs> well, um, but one thing though that i want to point out is you know i've done a couple of um kink classes in um the kink community in in utah and um one of the biggest questions that come up is um they mention like like how hot is it in there and like why would you do that in in like the suit itself and um like and, and one of my responses to them is like have you ever had sex with your clothes on before no. And then and then you went and hugged somebody afterward. Oh, come on, Tugs. You've never had sex with your socks on before? Nope. Nope? Nope. You're just completely naked. Well, not I'm not a, completely naked. Not a shirt or anything. Have gear. you have you ever gear. used your shirt to clean up your, your <laughs> I'm not wearing your my socks? shirt when I do that. Well, I'm just saying, have you ever used those things to clean up afterwards? Sure, yeah, why? Okay. So then you're going around with that stuff and you're hugging people? Are you no. serious? No. See? I mean, that's that's my particular argument. As long as things are washed and cleaned, you know, who cares, who cares? what people have done in their suits? As long as they're taking care of it and they're not going around hugging children with cummy paws, <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. So get over yourselves and just, you know... Go watch Oprah. <laughs> go watch. She's gonna go be watch president. Oprah. <laughs> I, I, I got nothing. I don't. Uh, For I, uh, what it's worth, is brought to you by Cummy Paws. Cummy Paws. <laughs> They're magically delicious. Well, you know, Cummy Paws know. from Jizco. My, my whole thought is, it's what I like. It's what I do. It's not really your problem. Go to xtube.com/slash/click for more details. <laughs> Good luck finding that one. If it is there, it's not me. I don't. I don't have any videos yet. <laughs> but do you use Tide Pods to clean your suit afterward? No, we we ran out. <laughs> we ate them all. Uh, oh, we're dumb. Do you we're have dumb. any more subjects, Mister Tugs? 
<laughs> no, I don't have a kingdom bag. anymore. All right. Well, let's go to the mailbag then. Zip. Okay. Well, in the mailbag, we have two emails. I guess I'm reading the first one. So yep. it says, Dear Rutux Core Fiber Boss of Guests, I'm a new furry who's a short haired dark tabby house cat with labrador retriever ears they were transplanted so far i've just done some local meets and i don't know if i'm up for going to a con i also suspect i'm more of a hobbyist when it comes to the fandom because i fit the lifestyle definition pretty well if you change the subject to golf i picked up a golf club as soon as i could walk my love of golf led me to study turf grass management and my current job is an assistant course superintendent that's a cool title i try to play a little golf on every vacation I've got a large collection of hats, shirts, balls, <laughs> and scorecards with the names and logos for many different courses. Some of them are world famous. I know a lot of golf trivia. If I'm playing a course for the first time, but have experience playing other courses designed by the same person, I can get an idea of what to expect. I was on my high school's golf team all four years. Now I'm wondering if you should do an episode about fun things furries do aside from video games. The world needs to have more fun and laughs. Nose boops for everyone. Shane. You know, I want to point something out. Your dick. I know. I know you have first. Oh, yes, I am gay. Um, <laughs> but I'm bisexual, Tugs. So I'm, I'm You're not a bicycle, but move on. Yes, I am a bicycle. Anyways, uh, oh man, I lost my point. Oh, Good. Uh, no, here is my point. Um, this whole entire episode, besides this email, have you have we talked about video games one time? Now you've ruined it. Good job. Yeah, way to go. There you go. <laughs> so, anyways, go ahead. I, I I, haven't golfed in 10 years. I don't really have a whole lot to say. I mean, I guess it's kind of an apt analogy. Anyway. I think, I think more of it was, uh, you know, what do, what do furries do outside of being furry? Other than video games. So what are some of your <laughs> hobbies that you do? I have so many. It's ridiculous. I'm I'm a terrible hobbyist. You have so many hobbies. Just, I just do. start naming them off. Uh, well, I keep I go through stuff like, this is great and it's wonderful and I want to do it forever. And then I do it for like two weeks and give up because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, you Peter so Griffin. So let's see. You have, you have Warhammer. Well, so... And it's not because it sucks. It's just I don't know. For some reason, I I get into stuff, and then either either there's nobody around that's into it with me, or I just completely lose interest. But I mean, yeah, I've gone through. We have Warhammer stuff, which I still love, but we just don't have anybody else to play with. Um, I went through RC. I've got thousands of dollars worth of RC stuff. Um. What else have I done? So much stuff. I started building like armor for Warhammer stuff and just lost interest in that, so I have half a set. <laughs> and then Very you also nice. have Star Wars. Well, yeah, but that's not really a hobby. That's a lifestyle. That's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> and now you have got drones. Does yeah. that fit in the RC category? Uh, drones. I. Yeah, I started getting into those. What drone do you have? Um, it's a... Uh, I don't even remember what it's called. It's just a little hobby-grade one that I picked up from the local store. Let's talk I off haven't... the air. What? Let's talk off the air. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't actually built one yet, or I don't have a good like racing one yet. But I love. I'm really interested in the the FPV, you know, first person view aspect of it. Oh yeah. What about you, Voss? What hobbies ha- do you have? Hobbies yeah, uh, that are outside of video games. <laughs> outside of video games, I do the Star Wars and 40k stuff too, and then I go and I fly a plane. Yeah, that's that's a my good life. Hobby. Um, yeah, but a- that's a hobby that that hopefully will be a career someday. What about you, Tugs? What hobbies do you have outside the furry fandom and? Um, and Going to games? IKEA and buying furniture for my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> that's say- a hobby. Uh, it's a temporary hobby. No, I, I'm learning to cook uh, more so lately. I was watching this video. I, so I watch YouTube, right, a lot. And I was watching, the, it was just auto-playing, I think. But it was a video of signs that you are extremely poor. And one of the signs was that you think eating out all the time is acceptable. Like going to McDonald's and stuff for dinner every day. And I realized I'd been eating out kind of like that. And it bothered me. A lot because it's like no, I want to have some some uh, good feelings about my self worth and value and stuff. I don't want to be you know a super poor person um, as I punch my microphone. And so I went with that knowledge after it ate at me through all of FC and came back and I got a flour mill and I got a spaghetti cutter. This is all for my KitchenAid. And I have been learning to cook. Like this week, I ground up my own flour and then I made spaghetti. So that was fun. That's and cool. That's kind of why we wound up being curious about the oil and vinegar place I was talking about. Just because, if you think about it, you know, we think like, oh, okay, the president's always eating out. Not really. Those those kind of people have personal chefs. That's not eating out. And so it's it's. I've been trying to make the time, put the resources aside so that I can cook a meal. And I I don't know if I'm going to be a chef in a month, but you know, it's something. And so that's kind of what I've been doing a lot of lately. In fact, when I'm done recording, I am going to go grind up some buckwheat groats to make buckwheat flour. Oh, cool. That'll be fun. Well, you know, cooking is a hobby. And and that's, I I don't know, cooking for yourself is is fun because you can experiment with stuff and, and make what you like. And if it turns out terrible... The only person that has to deal with it is you. <laughs> See, that's and the hard part. I'm the other way around. I like hosting. I think that that's that's my biggest thing. That's my um, my hobby is I love hosting and um, you know having people come over. You know, cooking dinner for um, for guests and you know getting a bottle of wine out or something like that. Just having a good meal and just having a good time with friends. Like I, I think that that's that's really fun. I know really... why you want that. What? So you, you're looking for shower candidates. <laughs> you want to take a shower with me, Daddy? Voss, <laughs> have me and you ever taken a shower together? We just went number four. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, as we've been recording the show. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, some of my hobbies are I love board games. Like... Um, but right behind me, I have a shelf of um, a two two shelves full of just board games. Like I love strategy games, different things like that. Can That's I, not can video I, games, right? <laughs> you know what, though? Here, here is a message to I, you, Ru, but also to anyone in the world who might listen to this that designs these board games. 
if it takes more than like five minutes for me to figure out how the game works, I'm not going to play it, but that's a lot of people. So if they want to expand the board game appeal, come up with rules that don't require a novel. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> Super well, no, complicated that, it, games it makes sense. like... Well, the, but the problem is, nowadays, there's so many games out there. You have to keep coming up with more and more complicated games to make it interesting. I mean, it's a it's a weird balance that, that people have to find. And I agree. If if the rules, if you have to read a rule book for three hours just to start, then there's a problem. Yeah, I usually just watch a YouTube video. If 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 I see a novel, I'm just like, okay, everybody, YouTube time. <laughs> well, <laughs> Let's so just learn how to play from a YouTube video. I I like like um, social card games like Million Dollars, but I mean, everyone likes Apples to Apples, Cards Against Humanity. Those are easy and beautiful in their premise, and they just work. And so that's why I've here's here's how you can tell the difference between someone who seriously plays board games and people who spell it board games ed, which is <laughs> which is this if if you come up to me Rue as a board gamer and go hey do you play board games and I go yeah I play Monopoly and you cringe and walk off that means that you're serious and I'm not, but that's the difference. <laughs> you see see that side that oh you're no, you don't play board games. <laughs> but that's the hey, difference. There's like, a lot could... of different game um, monopoly monopolies out there. I mean, I know that Ink, your your husband, is completely um, into all the different monopoly um, versions that are out there. The, you so know, the best cool. the best one is um, Mega Monopoly, which like maybe five people have played, but I have one, and they made the the sides of the board longer, but they redesigned the mechanics in such a way that money is forced to move. That way you don't wind up with those stalemates and stuff. And, like, if Monopoly is played the way it's supposed to be played, not with all these rules that we think are rules, uh, it actually can be a very complex game. Mm-hmm. Well, but, and quick. Like, Monopoly played the way it's supposed to be played is supposed to be, short. like, a 30-minute game. Yeah, it's short. So... But everybody puts that, that money in the center, and that just prolongs the game <laughs> even further. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So... Anyway, I I would love I would love to find board games for like not board gamey people. That's what that's there's your million dollar idea, Rue. Ah, uh, you know, there's a lot of those games that have been coming out. Like for they're instance, not marketed well um, at all. Uh, well, you know, you have Cards Against Humanity. Uh, you have um, Bears versus Babies. Although I don't really like that one that much. You also have what about um, Exploding Kittens? Is that Exploding good? Kittens? Yeah, Exploding that's a pretty good one. Exploding Kittens is a good one. See, you have I kittens like those. in a blender. Those are simple, simple games. I think that you would like those games better. But I mean, the games that that we're into that we that we play are like Mansions of Madness, which take like three hours to play. <laughs> no, so. who has that kind of time? <laughs> it's fun. I didn't say it wasn't fun. I asked who has that kind of time. I guess it's just uh, it's a you, hobby. You make time for what you need. Um, lately, I've been going through um, the whole entire story of Mices and Mystics. So that's been pretty fun. Mices? Well. Yeah. Mice Mice. And Mystics. Mice. <laughs> so should we go read the next email? Man, this, this yes. email, we've been talking about it forever, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, thanks, Shane. All right, Rue, you're up. 
All right, we have a package. Yay! Hey, guys. So I made these mugs like 80 years ago. Just kidding. It was like three or four years ago. And I made them because I figured that for any talk show thing, hosts need a mug or something to drink their coffee or whatever during the show. Or um, you all can use them to hold pins and stuff. Or dildos. Just kidding. Mm -hmm. He didn't say that. Anyways, I hope um, you guys like them. Also, um, the are, I'm guessing they are, um, microwave safe and um, technically they're dishwasher safe. But some, some I made for my family and the designs came off. But um, that was after about three years worth of washing in the dishwasher. Thanks, Moss. So I'm going to open up this package. You already opened yours. I did. And I loved it because it made me feel like David Letterman, which is what I told him. <laughs> like I have my cool. I don't. I don't have it with me right now because I had to get up and do this. But I'm know, so normally. excited! It has red bubble wrap. Your was mom yours was red bubble wrap? Was yours blue bubble wrap? Yes. Really? He went into so. that much detail. <laughs> That's awesome. Ah. For what it's worth, wine red fox. Love it. Womp, womp, womp. Now I will drink all my coffee from it. You're going to put all your Tide Pods in it? No! No <laughs> Tide, Tide Pods. Pod. No Tide Pods in there. Why, Rue, you need to do the Tide Pod challenge right no, now. No, I don't. Do you Because own I'm not Tide dumb. Fox? Yes, do we own... do. I Have could you... go get them right now. <laughs> I believe you. I just wanted to know if you own Tide Pods. Do you ever just hold them in your hand like a soft, tiny breast and just shake them a bit? No. You have, you, you, have a, you have a problem, Tugs. <laughs> Which wouldn't, part? Wouldn't they dissolve if you held them for too long? I don't think uh, so. No, I mean, no. your sweat, probably, if you held them for like a whole day. Why don't you hold one in your hand for a day and tell us? Yeah, I'll have uh, to try it for yeah, science. Well, that's true, and you wouldn't mind a soft, tiny breast. No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> you know what, Tugs? Not everybody is gay. Just That's you know not that. true. Everybody has shaken a hand that has had a dick in it. Yes. <laughs> you can't argue with that. And everybody has worn clothes that has had some sort of sexual fluid on it at some point in time. And slept in a bed that's had some sexual fluid on it at some point in time. That's not true. What if I sleep only at the mattress store? <laughs> I'm sure that there's sexual fluids that have been on the mattress store stuff. You know those employees. Some they get up to some sneaky. kinky stuff. <laughs> oh, man. Let's check out the Tempur-Pedic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the mugs. I thought the mugs were very neat. And I really did feel like I was like, oh, yes, I'm David Letterman. Like, it was pretty good. Yes. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it, Moss. All right. Do we Thanks. have anything else before we go to the house creeping? No, I think that's it. Zip it up, Tugs. Zip. <laughs> Have you commented on the site yet? It's time to be reminded in... Housekeeping! 
All right, so in the spirit of house creeping, we want to thank our supporting cast, all of Voss. Voss is great. Thank you, Voss. Oh, and Firebreath. Firebreath, too. Thank you, Canada. <laughs> oh, Canada. Also, please, guys, make sure that you comment on the show. Um, if you liked this episode and you want to hear some more random, random banter, which probably won't happen for a while, please feel free to let us know. Did and we actually you... explain why we did this episode? Nope. No, we never did. Do you want to explain? <laughs> um, we didn't get a whole lot of response and our guest didn't work out. So this is what you get. Sorry. But at least you got content. Um, so also follow us on social media. Um, if you want to, you can add us on to the telegram by messaging Grim. us. A telegram. Sorry, Tugs. Um, just make sure that you message us through Twitter or you could just message me or send me and send us an email. Or yeah, email. Just make sure your settings allow for us to add you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yep. It's so a what's lot the, of fun. What, what's the next episode that we're going to be doing? Tonight? All right, Rue, you can choose from our predefined list. We could do macro micro. We could do animalistic behaviors. Or we could do what do we do with our art and fursonas and fursuits when we die? What about body image? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Tugs. Um, I kind of like the what do we do with our art and stuff. I know that that's one that you've been wanting that's to do. Dark. So. It's dark. It's reality. You. I want you to know you're going to die. Never. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a that's question. actually a really good question. Well, and I don't know. Maybe you guys could include, like, if you... What what do you do with all that stuff when you get out of the fandom do what for, happens, the, for the fourteenth time? What happens to your art? What happens to your fursuit and different things like that? What happens to all your stuff? Especially if your family doesn't know you were a furry. Your so, ten thousand badges that you've commissioned over the time. Well, what and happens think about to all it. it. They have incredible emotional significance, right? Like we just wear them. But if you think about it. Do you just want them to become random pieces of crap when you die? Like, what's going on with those? They have significant emotional investment. But they only have significant investment to you. Not necessarily. Not ne- yeah. Sounds like you that's our next show that topic. That's a, that sounds like a great one. You guys should do that one. I'm going to be in my fursuit when I die and burned alive on a funeral pyre. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Anakin. <laughs> All right, so that's going to be our next episode. So please feel free to send emails in. What do you do with your shit when you die? You go number eight. Number number eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think that's it then. All right. Well, this has been Rue. This is Tugs. This is Voss. Let's click. And you've been listening to For, For What, what it's, it's Worth. Damn it. You know how to do it. <laughs> He's been on the show a couple of times, hasn't he? Ah, balls. Some of us pay attention. All right. I'm going to go make buckwheat. Bye.